Jalen Warren isn't receiving the national attention he deserves. Plus, I'm handing out some game balls and looking at the Oklahoma State basketball exhibition game and season opener all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or find the show on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. The first thing we're talking about today, I think the most important thing that I've taken so far from this season is that Jalen Warren is not getting the national attention he deserves. Now, Oklahoma State fans have got to watch this guy turn into the star that he's become for our team this season, but I think from a national level, he's just not getting the attention that I think he deserves. This week was his fourth week as the Big 12 Newcomer of the Week award this season. He's had fantastic games receiving that award. He also had one week as the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week against Boise State when he had that fantastic 75-yard run against the Broncos earlier this season. He's in nine games. He's got 928 yards, seven touchdowns on 191 attempts, and that's with two games under the uh, a total of 10 carries. One against KU, of course, the blowout where he got to rest most of that game because it just made sense to play some of the backups, some of the younger guys to get them some experience since we were winning by the margin that we were. And one against Missouri State. And that was really before we knew what we had with Jalen Warren. It was before what we know now. So really since then, he's been a very prominent part of the offense. In the middle of the season, he had four games in a row with... 25 plus touches the last three games he's had 18 carries nine and then 16 last week against West Virginia I'm still not happy with the usage against Iowa State I will die on that hill I think getting him involved against Iowa State was the key to winning that game and we just kind of stopped doing it in the second half I will never back down off of that take I feel very strongly about it that being said Of course, I already talked about the nine carries against KU made sense. We were blowing them out of the water. There was no reason to put our starting running back back in that game and risk injury. The 16 against West Virginia, I think, was really just our defense was so incredibly dominant. And I will get to that. But just a real quick intermission to say, holy mackerel, what a game by Jim Knowles defense. It's Rare that I get this pumped up about a defensive performance, but my God, that was fantastic. So Jalen Warren's usage didn't have to be a huge part of our offense. We didn't have to rely on him as much. Spencer Sanders and Tay Martin hooked up twice in the red zone for touchdowns, and Jalen Warren was able to be a great piece of the offense without having to be the whole thing. 
I think that's fantastic. The last two weeks have been great for keeping him rested, headed into the end of the season, potential playoff games, uh, bowl games, stuff like that. To have him fully healthy is, is, I think, great to have him fully rested. So I do like that outlook heading into the rest of the season, but I will back down over the fact that I think we should have relied on him more against Iowa State. Jalen Moore runs like a truck, dude. He just sheds tackles. It's it's rare that you see him go down right at first contact. He almost always gets through first contact. Sometimes he gets through three or four guys before they're able to slow him down. He just sheds dudes off of him continuously. He's so fun to watch run the football. He's top 15 in college football running backs total yards this season, and his NFL stock is up. He's doing a lot for himself this season on the Oklahoma State offense. He's showing that he can be a workhorse back. That's a great thing for NFL coaches to see. He's showing that he can be useful in the pass-catching game. Now, we don't really use running backs in the pass-catching game in Oklahoma State. It's never been a huge identity of Mike Gundy's offense. That being said, when given the opportunity, he's done great catching the ball as well. He runs hard. He runs mean. He is a great running back, and I do think we'll see him on a field somewhere next season on Sundays. But he's just doing fantastic this season, and I don't think he's getting the respect or attention that he deserves. Like I said, as Oklahoma State fans, we all see it every week. We've seen him come into this just absolute star for our favorite football team, so I would like to see some more attention being shed to him. I try to bring him up in my NFL scouting circles just to say, hey, you guys, uh, y'all taking a look at this uh, Jalen Warren cat? We got at Oklahoma State. What are your thoughts? It seems to me, like I said, that his NFL stock is up. I am friends with quite a few scout, you know, uh, NFL scouters that say that they've been watching him. They like the way he runs. The dude just, he doesn't go down, and it's it's fascinating to watch. He is, you know those, here's what I'm going to compare it to. You know those toys that you get when you're a kid, and you, like, blow them up, and you punch them, and they pop back up? That's Jalen Warren on the football field. He can get hit. He's going to keep running. He also had a fantastic block against West Virginia, picked up a blitz, stopped a dude coming at Spencer Sanders right in his track. So he has that going for him as well. He's just doing everything right right now for the Oklahoma State offense. I'm glad he is an Oklahoma State Cowboy, but I want people to start paying attention because he is going to continue to surprise people, and I love that, but I think he deserves some credit from a national standpoint. Next up, y'all know I love to give out some game balls after a win, but first, college football fans, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks offers all the props you can think of, from touchdowns to interceptions to yes, even field goals, college and professional. Plus, it's super easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% match up to $100. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy.
Thank you for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now, you all might know that giving out game balls is my very favorite part about a Victory Monday. So we're going to dive right into it. Now, I would give one to Jalen Warren, but I just did several minutes on why I don't think Jalen Warren is getting the respect he deserves. That being said, he did rush 16 attempts for 78 yards, plus the untouched 13-yard touchdown against West Virginia. I am going to give a game ball, though, to Jim Knowles' defense. It's my show. I know I give a game ball to the defense basically every week, but I do what I want. So Jim Knowles and the defense are getting a game ball. They had eight sacks for 75 yards lost. That is the most sacks a defense has had under the Mike Gundy era, one shy of the school record that was set in 1998. I can't imagine being the quarterback that gets sacked five plus times, let alone eight. I do not envy that position at all. So West Virginia was two of 14 on third down conversion. They did get one fourth down conversion, but that makes two games now, the game against KU and the game against West Virginia. Oklahoma State has allowed two third down conversions, two. West Virginia had 17 yards rushing, They are a team that averages 125 rushing yards per game. So 17. Now, when I think about 17 rushing yards, and I'm very out of shape, but in my world, 17 rushing yards, that's like attainable. I think I could lightly jog 17 yards. When you see these numbers, when I see these numbers, 75 yards, 100 and blah, blah, blah yards. I'm like, I can't, I can't run that. But 17 yards, I could maybe do that at a light jog. The defense has held two teams in a row to zero touchdowns. West Virginia had 133 total offensive yards. That's the best under Mike Gundy. So the defense just had an absolutely phenomenal game. After the game, Mike Gundy said he was surprised his defense played that well. He expects them to come out and play well. He had no idea that they had that in them. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Jim Knowles comes out and says, that's exactly what I expect out of my defense. Now they know they can do it. So we have to see it more going forward. Just, I can't stress enough the fantastic defense that Oklahoma State played against West Virginia. I think it will be eyed very pleasantly in the eyes of the college football playoff committee. We'll have to see how that turns out on Tuesday, but I truly think that they made a statement against West Virginia. Next up, game ball goes to Spencer Sanders, who had another 60% plus completion game. So it's his third in a row. That's fantastic for him. I have been fairly anti-Spencer Sanders leading up to this season. I was excited when Mike Gundy talked about him all offseason. He's finally taken the steps. I know he has the skill set to perform very well at a high level. We just hadn't seen all the pieces come together yet, and we're finally starting to see all those pieces come together. Now, there was the fluky interception early in the game, but it didn't seem to cause Spencer Sanders to take any steps back. He didn't. It didn't wig him out, which I think is huge, much like with the kicking game, missing a kick or throwing an interception, whatever it is. You're off the field immediately, and you, you don't have the chance to try to correct yourself right out of the gate. So you have to go sit with that you know, mistake for a while before you can get back on and prove yourself. And it didn't affect him. He came back out. They played fantastic football. He hit seven different wide receivers 
on the day against West Virginia. He was 21 of 31 for 182 yards and two touchdowns, plus, like I said, the fluky interception that was tipped and offensive lineman, and it was kind of messy. It wasn't the greatest decision on Spencer Sanders' part, but I don't think, you know, I think the universe just kind of kind of cut us the wrong way on that one. He had two beautiful fades in the end zone to Tay Martin, just right where he needed to put him, dropped him in a bucket for Tay to be able to make those catches. And speaking of Tay Martin, he will get my third game ball from the win against West Virginia. It It's shocking how often Spencer Sanders hits his wide receivers. Now Tay Martin three times and Brennan Presley uh, two weeks ago, I guess, I, I think two weeks ago that he hit Brennan Presley and, and Brennan, you know, mossed those two wide receivers. I think it was against Iowa state. So he continues to make these plays in the red zone Spencer Sanders does hitting his wide receivers and his wide receivers continue to outdo him. Tay did it twice in the game Saturday against West Virginia, just made fantastic catches, followed through, held on to the ball when he hit the ground. I mean, it doesn't get more textbook than that. They both would have been good on Sunday. He got both feet in the end zone. It makes the drops that Tay Martin dealt with a couple games ago seem so much more of an outlier because it just doesn't happen. He is so sure-handed. He really does what Spencer Sanders needs him to do at all times. He had seven receptions for 63 yards and two touchdowns. It was his first game as a Cowboy with more than one touchdown. Like I said, just a fantastic job. It's it's really hard to one-up your quarterback when he's making passes like Spencer Sanders did to Tay in the red zone on Saturday. And, and Tay Martin still managed to do it. It was a fantastic showing by both of them. Their chemistry is obviously there. They're working through that. The The offense just really showed that they're making that step forward so that the defense can continue to do their job. Great game by Oklahoma State. And like I said, I do think it was a statement win for Oklahoma State, but more specifically for the defense. Just a fantastic job by Jim Knowles. Coming up, the real basketball season opens on Tuesday against Texas Arlington and after an exhibition game against UCO last Friday. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there, and you can get 15% off your order at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's a healthy option for a sweet treat. 17 to 18 grams of protein and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has nine flavors ranging from raspberry to coconut to peanut butter chocolate. If you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's Mix Box where you get two of each of the nine flavors over on Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Again, head over to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. I should preface this segment by saying that I'm still not dealing with the NCAA ruling very well. Mike Boynton, of course, is handling it like a champ. The only way I knew he would handle it. Sending the Oklahoma State team out after the game against UCO to talk to the press. If you haven't seen that photo, it's incredibly moving, in my opinion. It moved me. It reminded me, I'm like... You know, it's not even, you're not even personally affected and look how well they're handling it. So I'm trying to do better, but I'm still not handling it very well. 
So Oklahoma State took on UCO on Friday. They came out with a win, a 76-68 win over UCO. We had four double-digit scores against UCO. Cissé and Anderson notched 14 points. Rondell Walker with 13. And Bryson Thompson with 11. The big difference, I think, for the Oklahoma State Cowboys against UCO on Friday was that the bench outscored UCO's bench 28-13. to I think that's a very underrated part of this team is all the packages that Boynton will be able to put together with the bench players and the starters because there's so much experience on that team. He's really going to be able to play with his offensive packages, defensive packages, zone packages. I can't wait to see what he does. Now, Boynton and co. did a great job building this preseason lineup. I won't get into it now. It could have mattered a lot more than it matters now, but I'll spare us some pain and just move on. So we have Texas Arlington in Gallagher-Iva Arena on Tuesday. It's the 14th matchup against Texas Arlington, Arlington, and we are 7-0 at home against them. I'm excited to see some more packages from Mike Boynton. He does a really good job of paying attention to chemistry and game flow. It's something that I noticed and really appreciated last year as he was kind of getting everything acclimated and Cade Cunningham acclimated and figuring out who does well coming off the bench, who does, you know, who does well coming out in the start, who does well when we need a defensive tick, who does well when we need an offensive tick. I think he pays really close attention on the chemistry and game flow that that his players can bring. Now we played Texas Arlington last season and won 75 to 68. There's a really good chance we're going to get to see everybody see some playing time, see everybody get involved. And like I said, Mike Boynton will find out what works and what doesn't work. He's been really good at that in the past, and I like kind of watching him. It's it's mad scientist-y, kind of watching him play with the lineup and see what works best at what point. The Cowboys should be able to get out of this one with a win, but most importantly for fans, it's get to Gallagher-Iba Arena, be loud, be present, show support, and if you can't get there, be sure you watch. I'm sure the game will be on ESPN+. It's not that expensive if you don't have it. I really like it for a lot of different reasons, but mostly so I never miss my Oklahoma State Cowboys or or any of the Big 12 action. And I just realized that that sounded like an ad read. It's not. I just want to make sure that we're all watching our Oklahoma State Cowboy basketball team this season because of what they're going through. I think it's very important that we show support. So just want to be clear, not an ad read, but I do think we should be watching the Cowboys Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. Make sure to check back in tomorrow for a look at the Big 12 landscape heading into Week 11. Now go make your second listen, Locked on Big 12. Get all of your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors. Free and available on all platforms. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or on the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go Pokes!